0: to ignite depot my name is apostle milton jones and i want to thank you for joining us tonight man we're going to have a great time in the word of god i'm anticipating that we're going to have a have a right now word a rhema word a word in due season that's ultimately going to change your life forever now go ahead like we did lean on in there and just begin to believe begin to expect telling god father i'm believing i'm going to receive a word in due season that will change my life forever in jesus name amen we're believing god for a word that's going to change our life forever and i i i don't know about you but i'm just excited i've been studying i've been feeding on the word a whole week and i just know that what he's going to share with us tonight is going to if we get a hold of it remember you got to have have your eyes open because you you believe you're going to have your ears open so you could be attentively listening, and you've made a decision to open up your heart to receive the Word of God in Jesus' name. I'm going to make this declaration. We're going to jump right in, in the quarters of Isaiah 61 and 1. It says this, that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captain, to open in a prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, a day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn, and to give unto them the mourning Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities and they shall and the desolation of repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. So, Father, we give you glory honor, and praise and thank you for this time in your word. Thank you, Father, that our preaching and teaching would not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power, that the faith of the people lie not in the words of men, but in the power of the Most High God. Father, we thank you. and We covenant with you for healings, deliverances, wholeness, completeness, sanctification, and redemption. We covenant with you, Father God, for miracle signs and wonders manifestations of the gifts of the holy spirit as you see fit father we're expecting minds to be renewed tonight we're expecting burdens to be removed and yokes to be destroyed because of the anointing that's in your word we give you praise and we give you glory and we thank you for it in advance in jesus name amen amen glory to god hallelujah so are you ready for the word Are you ready to jump in? Man, let's go right ahead. Make this confession with me. Say, this is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. It reveals what I should think. It tells me how I should believe. And it tells me how I should walk. The Word of God. God's Word is the most important thing in life. Say that with me. The Word of God is the most important thing in life why is it the most important thing for by it it sets the standard for every situation circumstance that we come up against it sets the standard on how we live it sets the standard on how we believe it sets the standard on how we think it sets the standard on how we walk and talk the word of god is the most important thing in life i know you know back in the day they used to have maps and what did that map do that map was the standard by which you went and if you wanted to travel from one destination to another, you used a map in order to show you the way that you should go. Man, the word of God is the exact same thing. In fact, it says that in Psalms uh, 119, it says, I believe it's 105, it says, Father, your word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light into my path. What does it do? It shows me the way that I should go and it directs me in, in, in on the path that I should Follow, glory be to God. Now, last time we was talking about, we was ending up talking about how there you have an adversary out there. Remember, Jesus came that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows, in accordance to John chapter ten, verse ten. But He also said, man, there's an adversary out there. He a thief, and what does he try to do? He tries to he's a, he tries to steal, he tries to kill, and he tries to destroy. But Jesus says, even though he's out there trying to steal your identity, even though he's out there trying to kill your purpose. And even though he's out there trying to destroy your life, he says, I came to do what? To restore back to you an identity, to restore back to you a purpose and to give you the God kind of eternal life before Adam and Eve ever fell in the garden kind of life. But you have to make a decision to do what? You have to Receive it and I got a word for somebody that I got this word for somebody and and and, they ask because they're like Hey, I've made all kind of mistakes and I did all kind of things and you know and and I feel so condemned and I feel like I'm so unworthy and I feel like I just can't go on. And, and I just feel like, man, all the whole, everything is coming against me because I made this mistake. Well, God gave me this word to give to you. And, and, and I'm not I'm not sure who I'm speaking to, but I can tell you that he said, I'm speaking to the one who called who who called unto him and said, Father, I'm not worthy. Father, I've done so much. There's no way you can ever use me god told me to share this word with you from the very beginning he says this in romans chapter 8 verse 34 and he's and i'm this is you take this personal this is for you he says this he says who is he who condemns it is christ who died and furthermore he is also risen who is even at the right hand of god Who, what does it, what is Jesus doing for you, for me, for everyone in the body of Christ? He's also making intercession. He is, he is praying to the father on your behalf. He also says this, he says, so who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress, shall persecution or famine, nakedness or pearl or sword, As it is written, for your sake, we are all we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Say that with me. Yet in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us who loved you god loves you who loves you jesus loves you how do you know god loves you god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son jesus to die for you to die for me to die for the entire world that if we believed on jesus we would not perish but have everlasting life i have the god kind of life jesus so loved you he so loved me that he was willing to lay his life on the cross to, to be for your sins and my sins in fact it says in second corinthians chapter 5 21 it says for he who knew no sin he became sin that you and i might become the righteousness of god in christ jesus he says the moment you believe on him you are now back in right standing with God and what can separate you from him what can separate you from his love absolutely nothing he goes on to say this now oh he did tell me to tell you this he says in order to be more than a conqueror there has to be something that you have to be conquering so when all these situations and circumstances are coming up against you you already know man i'm more than a conqueror he's made me more i'm more than a conqueror through christ jesus he says in second corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 he says thanks be unto god who always causes us to triumph to win to have success through his son christ jesus see your victory your identity is found in christ so what is one of the what is one of the cri- uh, uh identities you have as 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 a member of the body of christ as a citizen of the kingdom of god as one who believed on jesus number one you are more than a conqueror say that i am more than a conqueror the second thing you know that you you are already a winner through christ jesus say that with me i am already a winner through christ jesus and third he says in second corinthians chapter 5 21 he's already made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So what are you? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say that with me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So how do you find your identity? See, the adversary comes to steal your identity. Jesus came to give it back to you. He says, you're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You, you are a winner, and you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And those are only in the first three. There's other things he says about you as well. But I'm just telling you, who are you? Oh, I'm going to give you one more. In Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 14, it's talking about as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They have become the sons of God. I believe it's in Romans chapter 8, 16 or 17. It says, you are an heir with God. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. What is a joint heir? A joint heir means everything he has you have everything. He had a right to, you have a right to. So in four verses, I've already shown to you by the word of God, what your identity is the moment you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and savior. But you got to remember there's an adversary and that adversary, Satan, the devil, he's going to try to convince you that you don't, qualify. And that's why God gave me his message to tell you what can separate you from his love. What can, what, who's that, who's able to condemn you? The adversary can't condemn you. People can try to condemn you, but God never condemns you. He convicts you with his word, but he never condemns you. He never puts you on the shame show. He never guilt you out. God gives you his word. And he says, it's through the goodness of God, a man or woman is led into repentance. So you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are a victor. You have the victory through Christ Jesus. You are an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ as a result of you receiving Christ Jesus. And Jesus was made sin who knew no sin that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The moment you receive him as your Lord and Savior, you have now become the righteousness of God, or simply meant, you are in right standing with God. He told me to go on and say this to you. He says, "For he says, for I am. This is Paul writing. He said for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, or powers, or things present, or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord." Fifth thing, you are loved by God. You, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you right there wiping the tears out of your eyes. You right there feeling nobody knows. He's talking to you. You are loved by God. Say that with me. I am loved by God. And nothing separates me from that love. Nothing. How do you know nothing will separate you from that love? Because before you ever came to Jesus, before you ever received him, before you ever gave any thought to him at all, God says, in accordance to Romans chapter five and verse eight, he says he demonstrated his love for you and for me and for the entire world. That while we were yet sinners, what is a sinner? Uh, one who continuously practices sinning. Not even trying to put no restraints on it. They going to do them all day long. He says, while you were still out there, when you were still that guy, when you were still that woman, when you were still that those people, and you was out there doing everything you thought you was cool enough to do, big enough to do. He says, I still sent my son Jesus because I loved you. Love is an action. Love always gives. Do you receive that? Receive that right now. I Father, I just receive that word for myself, that I'm loved by God, that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And I am victorious. And I'm a winner through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You know, the interesting thing about that is he upholds all things. God upholds all things. By his word and according to Hebrews chapter one and verse three, he says he's upholding all things by the word of his power. He upholds all things. What a word uphold means it means he's he bears it up. He carries it. He brings this forth. He brings forth all things. He carries all things. He bears all things by the power of his word. See, this is the year of 2022, and in this year, this is a year of correction—a word, a year of direction, a year of protection, and a year of perfection. We talked about how correction means to to raise a standard, or to or to make right, or to raise to a standard of truth, so he can give you a new direction, which will aim you and point you in the way that you should go, which will keep you in protection protecting you from all hurt harm and danger to and brings about perfection which means he brings about and makes all things whole and new and nothing missing and nothing broken and nothing lacking but i gotta put that but whether you have ever experienced that or not whether you ever see that in your life or not is not up to god as much as it is it is up to you will you receive the correction so you can get the direction that so that you may obtain the protection and go on to perfection nobody can make you do anything see remember it says in john three sixteen, god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son he offered him as a free gift by grace are you saved through faith it is a gift of god not through works lest any man should boast you can't earn your salvation but you have to receive your salvation by believing on the son on the name of the lord jesus christ believe what he did for you on the cross believe that he shed his blood believe that he died and went to to hell for three days and was resurrected Put his blood on the mercy seat, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Ever making intercession or praying on your behalf. He is the mediator between God and man, the Son, Christ Jesus. He sits at the right hand of the Father. Now for you and for me, for all those who will receive Him. But He won't force himself on you. It is God's will. It is God's desire. And, and according to First to Timothy chapter 2, I believe it's verse 4 it talks about it is God's desire, his will that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Even though it's desire, you and I still have a choice. How do you know we have a choice? Well, John chapter 3, verse 17 says this. Most people don't read this part, and they say, Man, God, how do you know God's not condemning? Yes, he does condemn. Yes, he doesn't condemn no he does not and i'm gonna tell you how i know because as his word says in john chapter 3 verse 17 it says god did not send his son into the world to condemn it but he did send his son into the world that the world through his son might be saved that word saved is healed set free delivered made whole receive protection but listen, this part about what it's talking about con- condemnation or g- being condemned. It says this, believe is verse number 19. It says, he who believes in him is not condemned. That word condemned means judge. See, judgment can either be favorable or unfavorable. It says, but he who believes in Jesus, he's not, he's not condemned or he doesn't have a, a unfavorable judgment. But he who does not believe in him is already condemned. What? How is that? Because remember to be absent from, to be outside of a relationship with God means you're still operating according to the kingdom of darkness, means that you're still, uh, still have the sin nature, means that you have not come back in right standing with him, so you're standing on the outside. It says, they already, you know, he says, because he has not believed on the name or the authority of the only begotten son of God, who is Jesus Christ? See, many people will tell you, man, that's all kind of ways. Man, you can get to you can get to God this way, you can get to God that way, you can get to God this way. And he says, Oh, contraire, Mufair. he says this. He says in John chapter 14, I believe it's verse 8, he says, he's, Jesus says, I am the way. He is the truth. He is the light. No man, no woman can get to the Father except through the doorway of Jesus. See, you can't get to the Father in your own works. That's why grace was made available to you. You can't get to the Father no matter how many bean pies you pass out, no matter how many tracks you pass out. If you never receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are not saved, which means you're not born again, it means your spirit has not been renewed, has not been regenerated, has not been converted. You from above not through any acts of the flesh but from above where you have made a decision to believe only the only begotten son of god people are telling you there's all kind of ways to get to god there's not there's only one in fact it says in acts chapter 4 verse 12 it says this it says there's no other name under heaven given among men where while we are saved except through the son jesus christ why because there was nobody else whose blood was was sinless. There was nobody else who lived a sinless life. It says he was tempted at all points, and, and he went through every temptation that you and I went through, yet he was without sin. He did not yield to that temptation. Now, let's continue on. It says this, it says, and this is the condemnation, or this is the judgment, that the light... Has come into the world. Who is the light? Jesus is light. In fact, it says in John, uh, John chapter one, it says uh, verses verse I believe it's verse eleven says, He came to his own, and his own received him not. He was he is the light of the world. It says he the light came into the world and men love darkness rather than light. In other words, the They love their dark deeds. They love doing things of the world more so than what it is. They believe the light had to offer to them. So what did they do there? They remained in darkness because they really enjoyed all that smoking and, and drinking and fornicating, whatever you want to call it. And, and adulteries and all those other, I mean, I like all that lying, cheating, stealing, manipulating, deceiving. All those things you said will all those things send you to hell. Nope. you know what, what? the only thing, only sin that will send you to hell. Only sin that will cause you to be separate. See, when you talk about hell, it means simply what will separate you from a permanent relationship with God for eternity. There's only one. Not receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Why? Because he was the only one who could pay the price for you. And for me, he came, he see, Jesus was the gift God gave to the entire world, even though the many people in the world would never receive his gift, even though he freely gave it to it. He freely gave it to us and and we had to make a decision. Hey, you know what? I won't was, was in that package. This is not about religion. This is all about, Hey, when you receive Jesus, you not only become born again, your spirit is not only regenerated and made new, like it was from the very beginning, but now you become a citizen in the kingdom of God. And as a citizen of the kingdom of God, you are now under God's governing system to meet the needs of mankind apart from this world system, which is the kingdom of God is a higher system, is a higher way than this world's way. And God says, all those things are available to you, but you have to first come through the door, by way of Jesus Christ, in order to receive it. He says that they love their deeds, their deeds that were done in darkness more than the light. See, for everyone practicing evil hates the light. Why do people hate the light? it be- and, and, and does not come to light because they don't want their deeds to be exposed. See, I don't have to walk around and tell somebody, man, you a whoremonger, you a sinner, you ain't you this, you that. Why? Because whether they ever say it or not whether they ever admit it or not they already know what they're doing is not right but see sometimes you know what you could tell yourself a lie for so long that that lie becomes your truth see that's the way that you see faith comes and when we talk about faith faith is persistence faith is, is, is persuasion faith is trust phrase is, is, is a reliance when you're talking about faith you can have faith in the wrong thing when they talk about faith comes by hearing so you can have faith about how drinking alcohol is good for you and there's no problem with it you can have faith Faith or trust or persuasion or fully persuaded that smoking cigarettes does you no harm, sleeping around with everybody, no big deal, doing this and dating everybody you can, just so you can you you can uh, Netflix and chill and you can go ahead and do your thing. You can do all that so long that you will be convinced that there is nothing wrong with it. But the same principle is true when it comes to the Word of God. When you hear. The word of God about how Jesus has made you the right and put you back at right standing with God. When you hear about the fact that when Jesus went to the cross, he washed away all your sins and God is no longer holding your sins against you. All you have to do is receive the free gift that he gave, he offered to you through his son Jesus Christ. When you hear that he's made you more than a conqueror and all you have to do is receive him in order to walk in that step. And and when you find out how much he loves you and how he demonstrates his love for you when you hear that hear it and then hear it and then hear faith comes by hearing and hearing to the point where you've heard it so much you are fully persuaded no doubt in your mind that God loves you and his way is right you will make a decision to move out and operate on what it is that you believe that is the way it happens and when you believe that your deeds of darkness is is, is you believe in it so much because you've spent so much time with it that's why he says in proverbs chapter 4 23 to guard your heart he's t- he's, he's a father's telling his son, man guard your heart why because out of out of the abundance of your heart your mouth will speak people say man if you eat this this is defile you if you do that this will defile you but Jesus set the record straight he says it's not what goes into your mouth which defiles you but what is comes out of your mouth because from the whatever is in your heart the real you, whatever's on the inside, whatever you've exposed yourself to, whatever you've been watching, whatever you've been hearing, whatever you've been saying—all uh, those things. Remember, faith comes by hearing, and you've been hearing it and hearing it, and you've been seeing it and seeing it, and seeing it to the point where you're saying it because it's uh, it's sown on the inside of your heart, and you begin to say hate out of your heart. You can say bitterness out of your heart. You can say uh uh. uh you could have adultery in your heart. You could have murder in your heart. All those things could be in your heart. Now, nobody can see your heart, but God can. And if I really want to know what's on the inside of your heart, all I got to do is listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Because you can say what you want, but man, like a Twinkie or like a... a jelly filled donut you don't know what type of flavors in that donut until it gets squeezed and if i really want to know where you're really at you could talk like, hallelujah all you want but if i really want to know where you at all i got a way to do is see you get squeezed and when you get squeezed what's on the inside is going to come out on the outside it says they don't want their they don't want their evil deeds to be exposed but he who does the truth he who is making a decision to follow god's word comes to the light he's making a decision to come and he believed on him and and his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in god see when you have jesus on the inside of yourself you ain't looking over your back And i remember when i was back out in the world doing everything i thought i was cool big enough and bad enough to do man i had this i had that i had this House I had this car and this this money this person blah 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 but you know what it's kind of like a drug dealer this is why I never understood that game that that game is is like playing rush roulette with your life every day because you might be the man on top but every day you're always looking on your back because the person who's usually the closest look one to you is the one looking to get your spot because he's seeing all that glamour and all that fame and all that money that you keep coming in he says if i take this fool out then all that money is going to come to me not understanding that there's somebody else who's looking at him who it's the ultimate game of crab in the burrow, always trying to pull the next man down so you can be the next man up not understanding that the adversary is using you to kill yourself, to destroy your own life. Because if you understood your, what your identity was in Christ and the purpose, the fact that God had a purpose for your life, there's no way that you will settle for that lower level life that the adversary is trying to pr- promote to you. See, he'll make it, he'll make it seem like, man, you're going to be on top of the world for a season but not, but judgment day always comes. And the thing about it, you don't know when your judgment day is coming now. You got to Why am I telling you about all this? Why are we telling you about, you know, uh, the choice is yours and it's up to you what decision you're going to make because there is perversion all over the place. We was talking about this last week about how, you know, people will begin to call good evil and evil good and and to call light darkness and darkness light. In other words, they're going to flip things because they're going to begin leaning their own understanding and become wise in their own mind and ain't no fool like an old fool and the thing about it is is when you begin to I call this when you start getting high off your own supply meaning when you begin to the only person who can give you instruction is you the only one who can correct you is you now there's people all around you who can see that you are way off the mark but can't nobody tell you what to do because you know everything you are on a train wreck on a train track on your way to destruction why because it says pride goes before a a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction you got to beware perversion what's perversion now most people when they hear the word perversion they think automatically sex just like when they hear the word lust they think automatically sex it includes sex but it's not limited to sex what's the word perversion what is the word perversion actually means a turning from truth a diverting from the true intent or object to change to something is worse so if if you know that your body is the is the temple of the holy spirit and jesus paid the price for you to be saved but you're using your body for other things other than to serve almighty god you are living a perverted life if you are are having sex with all, everybody out there every time they can hear just because you you have insecurities that you don't want to deal with and you live in a life of, of, of promiscuousness understand it is a perverted life what is it what does that mean does that mean you are a pervert no It means that you are living a life where you're taking the true intent of something and used it for something else well, like you saw, you have so many of these uh, singers. Man, they started in the church. God gave them this gift to worship Him, to honor Him, to praise Him. In the beginning, they was man. I'm going, Lord, I'm just going to praise You. I'm going to give You the glory. I'm going to give You the honor. And then the world started offering them, Hey, if you come here and you know sign this label, then you could you could sing for us, and we'll pay you to do it. it it's all good in the beginning, but the more they get out there, the the more they go into what can be dark, the further they get away from the light, the further they have gotten away from the truth and their life becomes a, a version of perversion. I give you a prime example, Beyonce. I know y'all know. Nobody want to hear that. Oh, not, not, not to be, you know, the thing about her, I have nothing against her. She started in church. Jennifer Hudson started in church. Aretha Franklin started in church and, and uh, Katy Perry started in church. Uh, what's her name? Jessica Simpson started in church. All of them were serving serving God, using the gift that God gave them for the church. Britney Spears started in the church, but then they got out there and, and they start dabbling in the world. See, if you're not grounded in the word and you get out there in the world, the world will eat you up. So they got out there and what happened? One moment she was singing with Destiny Child and everything. And then the next minute, she she sing she's still singing, but you can see a cloud around her that's totally now. If you really paying attention, you can see a cloud around, and you can listen to the lyrics. Her lyrics have changed drastically from when she started to where she is right now. Do I have anything against her? No. Same thing with Katy Perry. She starts singing Amazing Grace, and now now she's singing something. I kissed a girl, and I liked it, and and then you. So you're talking about how did you get from you know, your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit and, and, and it's supposed to be one man and one woman too. I kissed a girl and I liked it because something that was originally intended for something that was good, was or brought about truth, was turned and the intent of it was turned into something else. You got to be a mind, that's what we call smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors means there's something that's used to obscure the truth. See, if I get you focused, so if I get you like a magician, get you looking at this hand, you're not paying attention to this hand. And while you're looking at it in this hand, I'm going to get you to turn away from the truth. They use distractions. They use misdirections. They get what's known as partial truth. And the whole goal is, is to draw your attention away, away from, uh, from the truth unto something else what's that called perversion who's who is the architect of all that you have an adversary remember jesus came to give us life in abundance to the full till it overflows but your adversary he's a thief and what does he do he comes to steal kill and destroy and what are some of the messages that he used he is an accuser which means he is a blamer he brings charges against you he brings charges against you before God he brings charges against God to you he accuses God he accuses you that's his MO, that's his mode of operation. He accuses, and what is he doing? He's always trying to keep you on the defense. When I said, hey, you're more than a conqueror. No, you ain't. That's for them other people. God says, no, you're more than a conqueror. Now, see, God was not talking about you. He was talking about somebody. He wasn't talking about you. No, no, no. He is, he's not only accuser, he is a liar. In fact, he is the father of lies. There's no truth in him whatsoever. In fact, it says in Romans chapter 8, 44 there is no truth in him when he speaks he always speaks falsehoods why because that is his nature That's who he is. He is he is a liar He's the father of lies and everything he says is false He will even take partial truths to tw- and twist Take what is true and twist it to pervert it, and it becomes a lie Do you understand how this works? It is it, so simple a child can get it if 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 you use the simplicity of his word, not trying to be super deep, it's it's just so simple. He accuses you. But can I t- can you tell you, can I tell you something? When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can overcome him. What? How do you know that? Because Jesus overcame. Him. In fact, he says in first John chapter 3, I believe it's verse 15, he says that one he for this purpose the son of man came to destroy the schemes the plot the tricks of the adversary in fact he also gave when you become a believer he gives you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means be able to hurt you but you can overcome him by the word of your testimony by the mere fact that you say hey I I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe what the blood of Jesus has done for me and he has washed me from all of my sins. See, the reason why we're telling you about, you know, coming out and and telling the truth and not operating according to lies and and false accusation, because when you're lying and you're using false accusation, you're acting like the adversary. Yeah, I know. Right. That's kind of deep. eh? But he says you're an overcomer. remember he says he's made you more than a conqueror here. He's saying you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. How are you an overcomer? You overcome him. You overcome the adversary. You overcome his lies and his accusations. How by the word of your testimony, what's your testimony? Jesus is my Lord and savior. I'm not that person I used to be. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I'm an heir and joint heir with Christ Jesus. Glory to God. He also says, I'm loved by him in Jesus name. I'm a victor in Jesus. And all those things, what's that? That's your testimony. And then you say, and all of my old sins, all of my past present sins are under the blood of Jesus. All that's wiped away. I'm not, I might have been that person before, but I'm not that person now. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm born again. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. I'm in right standing with God right now. How, what are you doing? You're giving your testimony and what are you reminding the adversary? I'm not I'm no longer a part of your company I might have been a part of your company at one point in time when I didn't know no about her and, and I I did things I wasn't supposed to do and I sinned against God and I, I came against other people and I didn't do everything that was right but man when I found out what it is that Jesus really did for me on the cross when I found out how much God loved me when I found out that he gave Jesus to me as a free gift and all i had to do was receive him and the moment i test i I testify or i acknowledge or i I, I said he is my lord and he is my savior and i i accept what his blood did for me in washing away my sins second corinthians chapter 5 7 this about me and this is your testimony as well I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. That old nature, the old way I used to live, the old way I used to think, the old way I used to operate is done. Is gone, it's passed away. Everything is made new. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. What you gonna tell people when they start talking to you about your old, like I used to have one of my family members used to talk to me about my old man. I'm like, who you talking about? I have no recollection who that guy is because I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm an, it's a new, see, see, it's a new you. So the new you has a new view. I'm no longer that old person. I'm not under those sins. And even though the adversary is going to keep trying to falsely accuse you of all kinds of things, he's going to, Falsely accuse God to you, and He's gonna that God is not gonna keep His word. He's gonna try to accuse, falsely accuse God to you, and saying that God is trying to hold back from you, and He's gonna falsely accuse God to you, and saying that God, you know, that's what He did for them, but He didn't mean it for you. But then He's gonna falsely accuse you to God and say He don't deserve it, or she, she's still lying from time to time, or and this, that, and the other. But guess what? What He forgot is you have an someone you have an advocate you have the holy spirit who's there to lead you and to guide you into all truth and when you do miss it and you will this you also have first john 1 9 well you can go to the father and say father i acknowledge the fact that i missed it i and i ask you to forgive me and i receive your offer of forgiveness and what does the father do it says he will Cleanse you of all those unrighteous and he will forgive you and treat you like you never even did it. See, God is not up in heaven holding your sins against you if you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. What is he telling? He's telling the world, he says, Hey, world, Jesus already paid the price for all your sins, but the only way you actually can benefit that from that is you have to redeem the forgiveness, you have to receive. The forgiveness you have to receive jesus as your lord say so you don't have enough money there's not enough good deeds that is not enough time that you could spend to pay for all the sins that you do so you have sins of omission and you have sins of commission but jesus says this he says hey i already paid. i paid it all i paid the full price and all you have to do is receive it why will you continue to allow the adversary to falsely accuse God to you? Remember, he falsely accused God to you when he says, God is the one who's condemning you. God is the one who's judging you. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to condemn you. But God's word says he didn't send Jesus to condemn you. He sent Jesus that through Jesus you might be saved, delivered, set free, and made whole. He accused he accused God to Adam and Eve, said that God was trying to hold something back from him. He accused, he accused uh, uh, God about Job, saying God, the only reason why He's doing what He's doing for you is because He knows, it, because you know, the only reason why He's gonna do it is because you blessed Him. But the moment you stop, He gonna stop. What's He doing? He's, He's trying to accuse Him. He's trying to bait Him. He's trying to trick. He's trying to trap Him, or to get Him out of position. And he'll do. He's trying to do the same thing to you. When he tells you, man, those Christians are whack. Are those followers of Jesus are whack? And, and God, is he's just he's petty and, he, and he, he's narrow-minded and they bigoted. That's, that's people. That's the adversary accusing you to other people who are outside of the kingdom of God. But God told me to tell you this. He says, the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. He says, I loved you. I loved you before you loved me. He says this in 1 John chapter 4. He says this. He says, we love God because God first loved us because God is love. God is love. And God loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus. He doesn't want you to continue to to walk around being falsely accused. He doesn't want you to continue to be falsely accused before him. He doesn't want you to want to be continually falsely accused to you by the adversary. God says this. Don't let people continue to falsely accuse you. Don't let people continue to make false accusations about you, telling you who you are and who you are not. Don't let the adversary keep lying to you and saying that because you messed up, God doesn't want anything else to do with you. He says because I have a relationship with you. I loved you. I chose you. I want you. Won't you receive what it is He made available to you today? It doesn't matter. You might have been born again before, and you realize you hasn't you haven't been living the right way, man. Please pack that bag up and throw it in the trash. Let's get it right today. It doesn't matter which you, where you've been. Which you, I don't, man. I don't care if you're high right now. I don't care if you're laying in the bed with the person right now you can make a decision to turn. That's what repent means. When Jesus said, repent, change your mind, change your thinking to change your actions because the kingdom of God is at hand. See the kingdom of God is at hand before you today, right now, right now at this very time, the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things is available to you right now. And all he's asking you to do is make a decision to receive it by grace. Are you saved through faith is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. All you have to do is make a decision right now. And what what are you going to do? You're going to overcome him by the word, by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Testifying that today that Jesus is Lord and you accept what it is that the blood of Jesus did for you by washing away all your sins. You want to do that with me? Come on. Let's do it right now. Come on. Right here. Come on. Let's do it together. Come on. You don't even have to close your eyes just come on say dear heavenly father in the name of jesus i do believe jesus christ is the son of god i believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me i believe he was put in the grave but now he's risen he's alive right now lord jesus come into my heart and save me now i repent of sin lord i'm sorry i accept your offer of forgiveness right now i receive your forgiveness right now i receive salvation right now i'm born again right now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen, glory to God. Well, if you pray that for the very first time, man, we want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you into right standing with him, and welcome you right now into the body of Christ. Now, what do you do now? Man, you got to get in a word-based church that does what? teaches you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but also teaches you about the kingdom of God and about the love of God. Man, we believe Ignite Depot is the place for you. So, man, you can join us here every Saturday at 6 p.m. here online, every Saturday at 6 p.m. here online, man, to be able to receive a right now word, a word in due season that will change your life forever. Also, we have a brand new podcast out there called Fresh Steps for You. That's Fresh Steps for You, where it will be a, a, a daily podcast Monday through Friday, where we'll be putting out a, a new message every uh, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. every week, So, which will do what will feed you with knowledge and with understanding to order your steps so you can live your best life yet. Order your steps according to the Word of God. Now, we also have the Ignite to Life Deep the ignite to life podcast where you'll catch this message and all the other messages that we have done in the past uh, teaching and training people about the kingdom of god the love of god and how about the death burial, resurrection of jesus christ man we are so excited so many things is going on and we would love to have you be able to join us if you if you want to support the ministry there's links on on the um on the youtube page on the facebook page they they shows you are on our website at ignite to life.com. That's ignite to life.com, which will allow you to sow into the ministry to be a blessing to the ministry so we can continue to get the word out all over the city, all over the province, all over the nation, and ultimately all over the world. Um so on behalf of Minister Jewen, Pastor Jewen, and myself and the entire night nation, we want to thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.